this theme song. I totally forgot everything out of my head. Uh, so welcome to the show. And wait, Adam, what's his, what's this gentleman's name again? Will. Will, welcome to the show. Thank you for your patience and for calling in. We're on a Williamson kick right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome, Dana. How are you doing today? Too good. Thank you for asking. Sorry, I'm a huge fan is. of yours. Really wonderful. Uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love your show. I think you're the best podcaster ever. It's extremely hard to do three hours a day, but you do it, and it's always entertaining and awesome. Um, I, I know I've got to be quick, but I do have a question for you. I am the guy on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is Voices of Misery Podcast. I've been harassing you and Chris about T-shirts. So when are they coming out? Because I need to get that oh, yeah. beautiful face of yours on a T-shirt. You are very sweet to say that. I promise you uh, they're going to be coming out. Uh, we're going to be doing T-shirts in the next uh, month or so. Where there's the problem is is we can't we only want to come out with like a, a couple of different designs at first so that we're not overwhelmed. And I hate to put Will yes, short, but we only have a minute left. Okay, okay. Florida, but they are coming say. out quick, and I promise I will let you know. I will I will put it out public and put the link out there. Thank you, Will. I appreciate your support. All right, let's kick it. In. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Voices of Misery podcast. I am the nerd. Today is Friday, June twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. How the hell are you, people? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's my favorite podcaster of all time, Dana Lash. That's actually the second time I made it to the show. So, um, yeah, I feel I feel pretty damn big time right now. I got the podcast out there. We picked up a bunch of uh, listeners from that, so I appreciate you guys from coming on from the Dana Show. I'm actually a really big fan of Dana Lash. I've been listening to her now for probably close to seven or eight months now. I found her um, uh, just because I was just looking people up online. And uh, I happened to find her uh, through conservative websites and things like that. I don't really consider myself a conservative, more or less uh, a reformed Democrat. Now I'm a right winger. Well, I I, I, I kind of lean both ways. I'm kind of all over the place. Like sometimes I'll lean left, sometimes I'll lean right on certain issues. So I don't really have a, an affiliation. But I do like hearing her because her shit was extremely entertaining. If you haven't listened, you know, um, before, if you're just a listener of mine, I would definitely recommend checking her out. She's uh, at Dana Lash on. Um, on uh, pretty much all the podcast providers, the same place you could find us. I would definitely look her up. She's amazing, and I cannot wait to get the T-shirts, and hopefully I can get a link or something like that to throw out there to kind of support it as well, even though she doesn't need my help at all, trust me. But yeah, it was kind of cool out there that they left the uh, podcast plug out there, Voices of Misery podcast, you know, they left it out there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to get you guys on the show and just to listen, you know, so you guys can listen to like different perspective and shit like that on, on life. <clears throat> No, I do apologize. My voice is a little screwy. I don't know what the hell's going on lately, man. I, uh, I've been kind of sick, I guess, lately. I had this weird thing going on in my eye where, like, I had a fucking, like, a sore or some shit like that. And the sore was, like, getting worse. And it was going on for weeks. And I think I talked about this before. And it was just going on and on and on. Like, my sinuses are building up. And my throat's been really, like, scratchy and, and like, disgusting and shit. So I, I've been hacking up a lot of junk lately. <clears throat> and, uh... My eyes stopped being sore as bad. It's like it's it's like in and out. Like a bunch of gunk came out. It was like snot coming out of my fucking eye when I was like screwing around with it. And now it feels good. But it's like bare. It's like sometimes it's a little bit sore, but it's like gone now, thankfully. So I don't feel like crap anymore as bad. But my throat, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like in and out pretty bad. Hopefully it's gone by, uh, you know, the time Tuesday comes around. Because that's when I got another big podcast I'm going to be doing. So I kind of want it out of the way by then. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, I fucking hate doing that, I just, but I, I am getting better with it. I don't say, but, um, so much as, as much as I used to, but I kind of catch myself now. So 
Anyway, guys, I like it. it felt really cool to talk to your hero, man. It's my freaking hero right there, my favorite podcaster of all time. She's uh, extremely entertaining. This, yeah, like I said, it's the second time I got on the show. The first time I didn't get to get to throw the plug out because it was still the Myrtle Beach Nerds, <laughs> and I didn't really want that name getting out there. But uh, there it is. But uh, I, just, I just said I was getting better with it. I'm fucking doing it again. <clears throat> but yeah, she, uh, yeah, she was really cool, man. I, I, I get cut off pretty quick on that show, though. Uh, I'm surprised they, they did leave the link in, so I'm very happy and grateful that they did. And the cool thing was, was she followed the show on Twitter not long after. So, hell yeah, man. So, fucking got on the show today, and she followed us on Twitter. I'm on cloud nine, man. Freaking awesome. And hopefully in about a month or so, I'll be wearing a t-shirt. Yay. But, yeah, dude. Um, What else happened today? Oh, yeah, so I lost my vacation. I won't be on vacation next week, which freaking sucks, but... I mean, like, this job has been screwing me over schedule-wise, and the Nerdette's a lot more pissed off than I am, and I'm sure she'll do a little rant about it when we get together on the next podcast we do together, which should hopefully be this weekend. I don't even know anymore because I lost my vacation, so we don't know what the hell's going on right now with the schedule. going to try to get some shows out, though, because, I mean, we are definitely going to do one tomorrow. What's, what's today, Friday? Today's Friday, right? Yeah. I'll probably do one tomorrow night. Just because we we did promise one every day this week, and tomorrow is the last day of the week. We're going to be taking Sunday off to relax, and then back to regular schedule next week. So, um, I think, it, what, what, no, we took Sunday off. We did Monday through Saturday. I don't know if Sunday counts as a week or not, or if it's like a reset for the next week. I don't even freaking know. So, like I was saying, though, it's been a, it's been a weird, I don't know, maybe we will do one Sunday. I was thinking more or less Monday through Saturday and take Sunday as a day of rest, you know. But yeah, we, we have put out a ton of shows this week, and um, yeah, it's going to be nice to get back to the regular schedule. It was cool to do one every single day, though. Yesterday, I kind of took the easy man's way out and just threw a preview up of the Sarah J podcast, so just a little something out there to get you guys excited. Just wanted you to hear the intro for that one. The intro may be altered a little bit. I may go on the cutting room floor and change it up a little bit, only because I uh, I, I got a little plug today from the Dana show, listened, listened by millions of people, so I kind of want to alter it a little bit. I want you guys, you know, the, the new listeners from the Dana show that heard the plug and maybe wanted to check us out. Uh, I really want you guys to go ahead and just listen to a couple different episodes. Cause these are all, st- all standalone episodes. None of them are the same. Hopefully you get some entertainment out of it. And I mean, I do uh, a show with myself and I do a show with my wife and, um, the show I do by myself is kind of like just me just venting about shit, ranting about life, mental health, sometimes going to politics, a lot of religion and shit like that. Now, I know a lot of you guys from the Danish show are conservatives, and you guys are really religious, so, um, you know, just take it all in jest. It's not like I'm a crazy human being or anything. I'm just a little mentally insane, but I am not a very religious student. But I do appreciate Dana, so, and I do appreciate the conservative lifestyle, and uh, not just that. I mean, I appreciate pretty much all walks of life. I just kind of like to understand why people do what they do and shit like that. But if you listen to enough of these shows, hopefully you become a fan, and you guys stay on board and listen to everything else. If you don't like politics, religion, and shit like that, you're probably going to like the show I do with my wife. We do um, the longer ones. So if you look at like the lengths of the episodes, anything over you know an hour is going to be one with her because we do the longer shows. We just have fun, bullshit, talk about life and things like that, do a little entertainment talk, and just pretty much whatever the hell floats her boat. That's the thing about this show that I really enjoy is like a lot of things that we do, we just do it because we want to do it. We, we talk about things we want to talk about, and we don't really go into too much... Too much, you know, other shit. I mean, we kind of like to keep it, you know, fresh and different every week only because if, like, you do a boxing podcast and 
interest in boxing wanes, so your interest in your podcast wanes. Same thing with wrestling and same thing with sports and just anything in general. I mean, you can't do a podcast about a show that ended 30 years ago and expect people to listen to it all the time. There's a Twilight Zone one. The Twilight Zone was from the 50s, 60s. You know, the original series, and it was still good when it was always good back then, but the, uh, the later iterations sucked. But <clears throat> if you do a show about that, I mean, eventually the interest isn't going to be there. It's, it's like a niche podcast. You, you kind of got to have something. You sell your personality, you sell yourself, and all the other bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I hope you guys like the show, and I hope you guys, you know, stay on because and retweet it to your friends because there's been a lot of uh, Twitter activity today, and we appreciate that as well. Uh, got one special follower, and I'm happy. Dana, thank you. Awesome. It'd be cool if she listened, too. That'd be really freaking great. My voice doesn't always sound like this. It sounds normally pretty good. But, uh, yeah, t- today is just really weird, man. I, I, I hacked up a lot before I did this podcast. Drink a lot of liquids. And it's just it's just off today, man. I'm all over the place. It's just like I sound like I got a fucking, like I swallowed a fucking frog that had throat cancer or some shit. I don't know. It's really weird. But, yeah, dude, um, today I got a couple things I wanted to talk about. Besides the Dana thing, which was huge for me, man. It's, it's like meeting your hero, you know, but for a second time. It was kind of cool to talk to her a second time, and this one was better. And I have harassed her, and she's retweeted me on Twitter a few times and shit like that. It's just like, <clears throat> it's like uh, about those t-shirts. I've been wanting them to make some shirts for a while. And we got shirts, too, as a matter of fact, on Public. I hope you guys buy some Voices of Misery t-shirts, because they're cool as hell, man. Buy some cups and shit, too. Buy your freaking self a... Uh, like a tote bag or a notebook or like an iPad case or some shit or iPhone case. We got all sorts of stuff on there. So that'd be kind of cool if you guys bought some of our stuff too while you're waiting for the Dana shirts to come out. They look really good next to each other in the closet that you hang up your shit. Um, what else? Oh, so today I want to do something a little bit different. I want to talk about a couple of news articles that caught my eye and one of them in particular I'm going to save for last because that one's going to prompt a little rant for me and you know how much I love the rant. Probably won't get too loud, because today I'm actually not in the sauna. I'm actually in the studio. Nice, cool, air-conditioned podcast studio. Laying on the bed, actually, because it feels freaking good right now. Just to lay in bed. I'm a little tired today. Um, not feeling too well, but I do want to get this out, because I'm a trooper, man. But yeah, dude. I uh, So I was searching the internet, and I found an article about Lori Laughlin. So she's reportedly, and these are all from Fox News. She's reportedly second-guessing her decision to plead not guilty. So, she's second-guessing a decision she made about pleading not guilty in a college admission scandal, according to a report. Per Entertainment Tonight, sources says she feels very much alone during this process. Her and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, are being accused... I fucking nailed that last name, too. Are being accused of paying 500000 in a bribe to get their two daughters into the University of Southern California as part of the crew team, even though neither rode. Uh, she's watching the reduced sentences of those who are taking plea deals and wondering each day if she's made the wrong decision. While a few friends are stuck by her side, many others have cut her off. So I, I, I just don't, I mean, they're, they're rich, white, privileged people. Big deal. I mean, I just don't understand why, like, her friends cut her off. It's like, in, in my opinion, it's not that serious. I understand that she lied in the college. The college should be under more heat than her. I mean, she paid the money and the college accepted it. Now, you got to figure when you put a college application in, it's supposed to be on the merit of your grades. And the fact that the college accepted bribes and let the kids in, I think it says more about the college than it does her. I mean, she's just a parent who's trying to do the right thing for her kids. I mean, not the right thing, but trying to cheat and get her kids into school. I understand cheating's wrong and all, but I mean, I I really don't see her. I don't see why she's being burned as hard as she is. I mean, I, I, I just don't get it. People would do anything for their kids, and she just did something for her children. 
I, I, I just think the college should be fucking shut down, if anything, because, I mean, if because obviously this has been happening for a long time. This isn't just an isolated incident with just a few celebrities that got caught randomly out of nowhere. This college admission scandal should say more or less about the school than her. So, I mean, but yeah, she did make a mistake, though. Felicity Huffman, how long, how long did she get? She paid $15,000 and a four-month prison sentence she got with a $20,000 fine. I mean, she could do four months standing on her freaking head because she'll be by herself, treated like fucking royalty, I bet. And when she gets out, she'll still be a multimillionaire and... Her career might be over. I don't think people are going to want to see her doing anything, but she's 56. Her husband's William H. Macy. He's been in a ton of shit. So, I mean, together, I don't think they ever have to work again for the rest of their lives. But, um, but um, bum. Lori Laughlin, how is she holding up during this period, you may ask? The source told Entertainment Tonight that she is trying to live a normal, everyday life and take this time to stay strong, but it isn't easy. Lori doesn't have the support she once had. She's feeling a fall from grace, having had a persona as a wholesome mom and now being seen as a pariah. The, the source continued. People keep giving Lori a hard time for being out and about and looking carefree, but she realizes that she might end up in prison and this might just be her last months of freedom for some time. So, Rep did not respond for comment. Lori Laughlin, oh man, she still looks good for her age, by the way, but um, but um, she's going to be in prison and she'll probably be doing a long time. I think they set up to like 30 years or some shit like that, so correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, she'll be in there for a while, I think. And uh, yeah, she probably. And the thing about her and the stupid husband of hers is like the husband's really rich, and they paid five hundred thousand dollars in bribes. So I don't know how the fuck Felicity Huffman only paid fifteen thousand. <laughs> so I mean, holy shit! I mean, maybe her kids weren't as dumb as Lori Laughlin's. Lori Laughlin's kids are in fucking uh, like they're like Instagram models or some shit. So they don't even need college. I mean, they they didn't even want to go. And who the hell would pay the $500,000 to get a USC? I mean, what the fuck? It's not even a good school. Shit. Should have paid that much money to get a Duke or Harvard or one of those schools, like, with a really good name. USC, it's just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? You're better off going to fucking Rutgers. Jesus Christ, man. Shout out to Rutgers, by the way. In New Jersey in general, man. I've freaking been kind of nostalgic lately, and I've been eating pork roll and anybody from new jersey i know we got some listeners there hear the words pork roll their fucking saliva just fucking pours out of their mouths because it's so damn good mouth watering i actually found a place down here um low supermarket where you can buy pork roll by the pound you got to slice it on number three cut it in four pieces throw it in the frying or like not four pieces but cut like four slits on either side of it and um so like you go around the circle you got a slit here slit here slit here and slit here so up down left right and that's how you fry it, and it comes out so goddamn good, man. And it's good, and it's good, and it's very keto friendly too. And speaking of keto, I have gone down to 184. I was in the scale this morning, so I've gone down a few more pounds, getting better, going in the right direction. And uh, that's one thing too. If you're a new listener, I talk a lot about the keto diet. At least once a week, I give a keto update about how I'm losing weight and all this other stuff. Um, just for those of you wondering, I started off at about 270, so I dropped about 90 pounds, which is fucking incredible for. Um, a lazy piece of shit like me. I found something that worked and I stuck with it, man. So really enjoyed it. But I do have another topic I wanted to talk about. And I'm pretty much done with that Lori Laughlin thing. I just wanted to throw it out there. I just thought it was interesting. I just want to get my, my, my personal thoughts out there that, yeah, like I'll just say it again. I mean, it's, I, she spent money to get her kids into school and then to cheat on the test grades. I mean, who's more guilty, her or the school? I, I really think the school should take at least 90% of the blame on that. Because they're the ones that uphold, are supposed to uphold some sort of high morality that they're going to accept kids based on the merit of the grades and not money coming out of the people's pockets. So, 
I think the school should be shut down or something really bad should happen. I mean, who the fuck would miss USC anyway? Seriously, it's like a step above DeVry. Fuck them. But, uh, okay, so Alyssa Milano's in the news again. John Voigt responds to Alyssa Milano attack. Ignorance doesn't scare me. So she basically attacked John Voigt, who's on the right, and Alyssa Milano's so far to the left. It's fucking ridiculous. So he spoke on Friday with Fox and Friends about attending the Rally for Freedom alongside Gold Star families on July 4th, and he responded to a recent tweet from actress Alyssa Milano, a.k.a. the cunt. Uh, Voigt, a vocal supporter of Trump, was on the show alongside Gold Star mom Karen Vaughn, who lost her son Navy SEAL Aaron Carson in 2011. Voigt was read a tweet by Milano in which he called him an F-lister and a has-been in response to him praising Trump. And here's a tweet from Melissa Milano. She goes, Now I understand why Republicans like to discredit actors and our political views. Stay in your lane, John, has-been, F-lister, trying to stay relevant. Nobody cares what an out-of-touch actor thinks. <clears throat> so, and this is in reply to a tweet, I guess, um, John Voigt calls President Trump the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln. Uh, so yeah, fuck Alyssa Milano. Uh, the Academy Award winner said he was part of the anti-war theft of the 60s, but later discovered the truth and changed his political ways. I have sympathy for people that are, ign- are in ignorance. It doesn't scare me. Ignorance doesn't scare me. I was like that myself. I just root for everybody to come to the truth, he said. Uh, the Rally for Freedom takes place at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Independence Day on Section 10 of the U.S. Capitol on blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I guess like his son died in the, in the military. And he's just really patriotic. Um, he likes Trump a lot. I don't know. It's just... I just don't understand why it's a bad thing to support whoever's in office. Now, I'm not saying Trump's the greatest president. I'm not saying he's the worst president. I think he's decent. I mean, I've gotten more from him. And we've talked about this before. My wife and I on one of our other podcasts. It's like, I don't have an allegiance to either side, left or right. Or, or middle or anything like that. I took a test online to see like where my political affiliation lied based on like a series of questions that they ask you and they're like multiple choice and you just kind of pick the best thing that describes you. And I was more libertarian than it than anything. So I guess like, I mean, they, they did say I was more like right leaning libertarian. So I guess that may be the truth. And the reason why was because where I'm from in New Jersey with my, with my background and everything like that. Uh, you're basically raised to be a Democrat. If you're not a Democrat, you're racist. I mean, that's just basically how, how it was. And then like you're raised like that as a kid and you know, you either just keep going with it or you grow out of it or whatever. And, um, I I was a Democrat for a very long time. I mean, up, up until this most recent election, when you start seeing how like the media skewed and like it, it was just like really weird to see, when Trump got in office, it was just like, what the fuck? Like, these people got so bitter, and they started showing their true colors. I mean, I always thought the Democrats were supposed to be, like, the uh, the party of the peaceful and tolerant and shit like that. But once Obama got out, it's like, they didn't get another one of their guys in. So it's like a, it's like a little kid at the playground. You know, he's like the nicest kid ever until you start borrowing his toys, and he gets pissed off and starts showing his true colors or strike him out in a kickball or something or his team loses and the little spoiled brat comes out that's what happened with them and they just went and completely flipped man and they just went fucking nuts and it's just because it's a guy that they can't control it's a guy that they don't like they never liked them they were so they were so confident that they were going to win it was like um it was i guess it was kind of like the eagles patriots super bowl a lot of the patriots fans were so sure they were going to beat the eagles and then when the Eagles beat them in the end and threw in their face, they were like, oh, fuck these motherfuckers. And they just went nuts, you know. And it's, I, I guess they're like a bunch of sore losers, you know. 
but they completely flipped and it was like all this mud slinging in the media and they won't give a guy a chance but i'll tell you what man i've, I've been voting democrat since i mean i'm 36 now so i was 18 and so how, how many elections did i lived through that i can actually vote in so almost five elections now i've been able to vote and uh I've always voted Democrat, even the last one I voted for Hillary, just because I thought that was the right thing to do, just because she was Democrat, you know, you just vote for the Democrats, that's how you were raised, keep doing it, and I, uh, and then, I'm glad she didn't get in <laughs> now, after all the truth came out about her, and I listened to a lot of conspiracy theory websites, and how the Clintons are murderers, and a bunch of fucking maniacs, and shit like that, and I'm kind of glad she didn't get in, plus, I, 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 I don't, I'm not afraid to say it, I like the job Trump's done so far. And you know, I've gotten a couple thousand dollars in extra money. I mean, I'm making more money. My, my taxes aren't as high as they used to be. And it's just like, all right, so what's wrong? You know, unemployment's the lowest it's been for all nationalities across the board. I mean, I, I just don't see the big problem. <laughs> I really don't see the problem everyone else sees. I guess, like, I guess he is kind of an asshole. He says a lot of fucked up things, which I, you know, I don't agree with. I hate the fact that he treats women like shit and the things he says are very sexist and He's, he's just kind of a dick, but he's doing things, you know, I mean, he's done more for me and my family than any other president's ever done. The thing about Obama was he, uh, he was a good guy, you know, he seemed cool, intelligent, smart, well-spoken, but there's a lot of shady shit under the sun that he did too. And the fact that we got screwed because, you know, we had, we, we were supposed to do healthcare or whatever, the Obamacare, where he made like a crime basically and taxed the shit out of you if you didn't have Medicare or any kind of healthcare. And at my job at the time, wasn't making enough money to even have it to support a family and have health care because it was so damn expensive that when we did our taxes the first year, we were only, you know, it was like 300 bucks or something small, whatever. And then after that, it, it went up even higher. So it's like we're getting punished for not going to the doctor or for paying for something we're not going to use. We weren't using health care. We weren't like banes in the system. We weren't people that just went to the doctor every time they coughed, you know, to get checked out or whatever. We never went. I mean, we, we were, we're just not those kinds of people. We just deal with whatever sickness we have and we get over it. We're still kind of young, I guess, so we don't have to you know, abuse it. But the fact that we weren't paying into this bullshit system, we were getting punished for it. So I'm like, wait, there's something about this. This isn't right. This is like extortion. This isn't money that we're willingly throwing in. So that made me really hate Obama. I mean, I got sick of him after that shit. That was the worst decision I think ever. Just to sit there and screw people like that. And they were basically taking money from me for not using something that I had to pay for. So it's like, I'm paying for something I'm never going to use. And if I don't pay for this thing, I'm never going to use, I'm going to get punished for it. That's like me paying for a fucking boat that I don't know how to drive in the ocean here. You have to buy a boat, everybody. And you have to pay taxes on it. Every single paycheck, you have to pay for this boat and you got to park it in your driveway. So it's going to take up space. You're never going to use it. And if you don't buy a boat, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tax you $700 at the end of the year. And it's going to go up each year. If you don't have a boat, it's like, what the fuck? I don't need this. I don't want it, you know? And it's the same kind of thing. It's a good analogy. If you ask me, I think that was pretty damn clever. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't see the problem. But anyway, you know, that said, you know, you start seeing all these things in the media and the way they trash the president. I'm like, I don't have a beef with this president. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit, but help me and my family. So that's just my own personal um, take on it. I don't get into the whole Twitter debate back and forth bullshit. I'll never get into that. I'm not going to sit there and sling mud on politics because I only go by what I know. I'm not a political person. I, I don't like, you know, deep dive into it. I do listen to a couple different podcasts like The Dana Show, which I love, my favorite podcaster of all time. And I listen to Ben Shapiro occasionally. He does get a little annoying and grating at times. His voice I can't take half the time. 
but there are a few other podcasts I listen to. I listen to Joe Rogan, who like leans right on some issues and left. He's kind of like me in that respect, where he doesn't really like get too involved. He just wants to learn shit. There's a couple other ones too, but those are like the main ones I listen to that actually deep dive into politics sometimes. And I just go by what works for me and my family. And Trump is Trump is good for us, so I, I'm definitely going to vote for him again when it comes around, unless he does something really fucked up. <laughs> I don't care if he's going to grab pussies or whatever. I mean, I grabbed them before in my lifetime. Not in that same context. They were women I were dating. But still, I'm not going to I'm not gonna vote against him because he's done good by me so far. So if you don't like it, that's fine. I'm not getting into a debate. I'm just telling you how I feel. Okay, now, um, cultural appropriation. That's something I wanted to talk about. Kim Kardashian got in trouble, I guess, for wearing a kimono when people were accusing her of cultural appropriation. Not the first time it's ever happened to her. She had uh, dreadlocks on once, and they went on her for that. And this is something I want to spend a few minutes talking on. It's already about 25 minutes into the podcast. I normally, on my solos, go about 30. Last time, I went about 45, just because I got on a rant driving home, which I really appreciate you guys for liking that show. I had a fun time doing that. Driving home from, um, what was it, uh, Charleston? I got a little little bit of the way past Georgetown when I when I turned it off because it was going long. I'm going to do another one of those if people had enough of a good time, like listening to it or whatnot, if you liked it. And I'll probably do one going to work because that'll be more fun because there's actually traffic, a lot of traffic, and I'm stuck in that shit and people going nuts, cutting people off and things like that. Maybe I'll do one driving to work if you guys liked it. It's more fun. I go off a lot more and then I get cut off and I go freaking nuts and I scream and shit. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Plus, I'm not restricted. I mean, I don't really have, like, limits. I just go fucking nuts. I don't, I'm always on edge anyway, so in the car, I'm even more on edge because people are freaking maniacs. But, yeah, um, what's her name? Yeah, Kim Kardashian, she got in trouble. Our people just said a lot of shit like that, so I'm, I'm just going to read this little uh, definition. So cultural appropriation, at times phrase cultural, cultural misappropriation, is the adoption of elements of one culture by members of another culture. This can be controversial members of a dominant culture appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures. It's considered harmful by many and to be a violation of the collective intellectual property rights of the originating minority cultures, notably indigenous cultures and those living under colonial rule. Often unavoidable when multiple cultures come together, cultural appropriation can include using other cultures, cultural and religious traditions, fashion, symbols, language, and music. And that's where I'm going to stop this whole thing. Now... In my opinion, uh, this whole thing is bullshit. Cultural appropriation is just a made-up uh, fake outrage for people to, to get upset and point fingers at each other. I think it's complete dumb shit because cultural appropriation only affects certain nationalities and it seems like one gets shit on the most. And this is going to come out a little controversial, but that's okay because that's what I like to do. I like to stir the pot a little bit sometimes, man. And uh, just kind of put my little spin and viewpoint on things. You may or may not agree, and that's fine. That's why I have an email. My email is voices of misery podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at voices of misery. Now, it seems like um, white people get shit on a lot when it comes to cultural appropriation. I'm just going to be honest with you. Kim Kardashian, who dates black men, and she's been with many of them. You know, she has no problem doing it. Her sister, her whole family. I mean, even the mom, I think, stayed a black dude now. It's it, it's okay for them to date them, and that's fine. You know, they found love, they have beautiful kids, you know, good for them. 
how come she can't wear dreadlocks? It's like she basically ingratiated herself with that culture. So why can't she wear dreadlocks? And dreadlocks aren't even a black thing. It goes back to fucking Vikings. Vikings and Nords and shit like that. They were wearing dreadlocks. It's a way to keep their hair out of their faces. They would wear dreadlocks. And it was intimidating, you know? Um, it was also part of the skater culture, the stoner culture. And back back in the days, like in the 70s and whatnot, you'd see a bunch of white people with fucking dreadlocks. The hippie, it, was, it was a hippie thing, you know? I just don't understand when it became like a black thing and only a black thing. And I understand kimonos, you know, the whole kimono thing, because that's part of Asian culture. And, uh, you know, I, but still it's like, they're, they're very nice looking garments. I, I don't understand why anybody can't wear them. It's like, you're, you're showing appreciation and it's flattery. You know, I, I, I can see if they were doing it in a mocking term. Um, Another version of cultural appropriation would be like wearing a Native American war bonnet. They're cool looking, man. They're fucking awesome. Now, I can see if like some, some white dude was, or like a black dude or a Chinese dude or a Mexican guy, put it on. They were running around going, oh, whoa, 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 like fucking making fun of him and shit. But that's wrong. And I can see it more with that than almost anything else because with them, it's more of like a spiritual thing wearing those war bonnets and it means a little bit more to them. Um, so maybe, I don't know, I, I guess like if you're doing it in a mocking fashion or tone, then I, then I, I, I can see you getting a few looks for it, but to put a label on it and have this outrage is really stupid in my opinion. I mean, I can understand and it has to come from the inside too. Like certain things they, they need to lay off on like hairstyles. It's your fucking hair, man. I mean, so you're telling me that a girl with straight hair can't fucking put their hair in a dreadlock or shave into a fucking mohawk because that's something that bikers do or bikers are known for, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking stupid. And, um, and another thing too, is like, if you're an African American woman and you have an Afro cause you have like kinky hair by attrition or just by being born that way or whatever, are you not supposed to be able to straighten your hair? Because that's something that white girls are born with, you know, it's just like, it's, it's stupid. Um, what about like big hoop earrings? That's something that, you know, um, Latina women are known for the big hoop earrings, you know, or, um, n nose piercings. That's something that was like kind of derived from Africa when they would take like the bones and put them in their noses and shit or whatever the hell, boot, whatever the fuck you want to call them, the rings they put in their, um, their, their lips or whatever and shit like that. Or it's just like weird. Like what about like war paint? Like, isn't that like tattoos? You know, you get like tattoos in the form of fucking Samoan writing because that's a cool thing. Ever since the rock started doing it, they get like Samoan writing or Chinese symbols and shit like that. People get that tattooed. You, you go to an NBA game, you look at their arms and a lot of the symbols are just like symbols that, you know, aren't from the African culture, or, you know, it's from somewhere else, like ancient Mayans and Incans and Chinese symbols and all sorts of shit. You know, people get uh, Curse of Handwriting isn't even from America. That was, I think that was originated in France. Let me just, I have a computer in front of me right now before I start talking more bullshit. Curse of Writing Origin, let me see. Where the fuck did that arrive from? It's from Italy, apparently. That's what I'm seeing on the internet here. It would have been a Curse of Writing. They're saying it's in Italy. Yeah, okay. So there you go. I mean, that's the thing then. So, so it's like everything comes from somewhere else. That's basically what I'm trying to say here. Everything comes from somewhere else, and I think we should all be able to adopt each other's uh, backgrounds and things like that, only if it's done in a respectful manner, you know? I mean, like, there would be a line that I would personally draw. Like, I wouldn't go wearing a fucking 
Native American war bonnet out in public, you know, because it's just not, that's not me. But I wouldn't have a problem if I saw someone else wearing it. It would just be like, oh, well, whatever. I mean, as long as they're not fucking running around mocking Native Americans, because that's wrong. Or like if someone's walking around in blackface with fucking an Afro one, like an Afro wig, I mean, that that would be fucked up. I don't want to see that shit. Or if they're Asian and they're walking around, um, you know, like a fucking Bruce Lee wig and, and like fake slanted eye makeup or some shit, I would say that's fucked up. But to tell someone that they can't wear a kimono just because it doesn't belong to your culture or you can't wear your hair this way or you can't wear earrings or certain uh, tattoos and shit, it's just like, come on, man. And it's funny because the people that are pointing fingers about uh, cultural appropriation, it's like, all right, so you have an Asian uh, symbol in your arm. And that's what happened with Jeremy Lin, a uh, basketball player. He, he was for the Knicks for a while. I think he's on the Rockets now. If, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know what team he's on now. Maybe the Raptors or some shit. But, yeah, that dude, he... Uh, some some someone came at him. Uh, some other basketball player said something about him having dreadlocks, and they were like, "That's cultural appropriation, man." And uh, he said, "Yeah, that's cool, but it's it's a sign of respect, just like the Chinese writ written on your on your uh, arms, your tattoos. I I see that as respect." And I fucked the quote up, but if you look it up, it's Jeremy Lin and some other basketball player. I want to say Tracy McGrady, but I'm probably not right. Um, uh, let me see. Here it is. It was Kenny and Martin. Okay, so here, here we go. Brooklyn Nets point guard Jeremy Lin. Okay, so he he was he was on the Brooklyn Nets at the time. Okay, so in an Instagram video now appears I've been deleted. Kenny and Martin, a former member of the Nets, dressed Lin's dreadlocks, saying, "Do I need to remind this damn boy that his last name is Lin?" Come on, bro, or come on, man. Someone need to tell him, like, all right, bro, we get it. You want to be black, like, we get it, but the last name is Lynn. Uh, he would have never let a player with that bullshit going on his head onto one of his teams, and he was a player. And Jeremy Lynn responded, it's awesome. He goes, hey, man, it's all good. You definitely don't have to like my hair and are definitely entitled to your opinion. Actually, I'm legit grateful for you sharing it, to be honest. At the end of the day, I appreciate that I have dreads and you have Chinese tattoos because I think it is a sign of respect. And I think as minorities, the more that we appreciate each other's cultures, the more we influence mainstream society. Thanks for everything you did for the Nets and Hoops. Had your poster on my wall growing up. That right there was basically dropping the fucking mic. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy Lin put him in his place. But yeah, I mean, I, I just really think that we should all be able to barf each other because if you, I mean, it, it, and it's, it's hard to put into words, but I'm going to try right now. And this is how I'm going to like start going into the wind down part of the podcast. If you want to create this whole society of inclusion and, of, and acceptance, we need to be able to share and learn from each other and, and experiment, you know? If, if, if you want to bring together black, white, Spanish, Chinese, Indian, all this other shit, we, we need to learn, appreciate, and kind of like ingratiate each other's, uh, kind of like get like a big mixing bowl, put everybody's shit together, stir it up and see what comes out, you know, kind of just bring it all together and let each other just, you know, learn from each other and just do things, you know, like the game of basketball, the game of football, like soccer and all this shit you know like it all comes from other places and we could all play together you know it doesn't have to be just your thing just my thing you know um rice and beans and tacos and shit that's for hispanics so is that all all i'm allowed to eat i can't have a hot dog i can't have a cheeseburger can't have pizza because it's from italy you know it's like you you have to mix cultures together man and that's how we all kind of get the separation out and that's what that's what the big problem is like they want everything to be you know together but you want to separate things as well it's either you you go all in or you don't
And I don't know, man. I'm just talking out of my fucking ass because I'm an idiot. I, I just felt like I should just say something about it because this is how I feel, man. This is how I feel. And I want you guys to know how I feel. And I want to know how you feel. So, yeah, guys, I'm going to wrap this podcast up for today. It's a little bit long. Um, not too long. Just about 35 minutes. About where I want to be. Another one to go, man. And then we have completed our promise of doing it for a week. You know what I mean, man? Oh, my phone's going off. My boss is texting me. She took my vacation away. Now she's going to take my night. But yeah, guys, uh, yeah, my email is voicesofmiserypodcast at gmail.com and Twitter is at voicesofmisery. So please send us an email, uh, send us a tweet, say hello, send us a DM or something, man. And uh, yeah, just let us know what you think about the podcast and how you feel about cultural appropriation and any other topic I may have talked about. Got some more podcasts coming for that ass, man. So yeah, dudes, um, this is the Voice of Misery, a.k.a. The Nerd. And I want you guys to remember one thing. Instead of giving your money to the church... And, uh, you know, lying in their pockets and helping these pastors buy limousines and pretty much everything but give the money to people in need. Go ahead and find yourself a charity and give it to them directly. Anything you believe in strongly, if it's uh, animals or anything like that or homeless people, kids, cancer, uh, whatever, whatever you believe in. Go ahead and give it to them directly. At least that way you know your money's going to a good cause. And don't give it to the church. Don't give it to the invisible man. Give it to someone you can see, something you could feel, or something you believe in. Until next time, this has been The Voice of Misery. Talk to you next time.